Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm your host, Molly DeVos. And today's a very special episode. It's our 52nd episode. That's right. Cat Talk Radio has been on the air a full year. And we're very, very, very thankful for you tuning in and listening to these podcasts and and learning from what we're putting out there. And today I'm joined by my very supportive husband who's been there right along beside me for the last year helping to co-host this show. Hi, Dewey. Hello, my beautiful love, and woohoo, we made it. 52 weeks, one year. <laughs> yay. Yay, yay. And thank you to all those people out there who have supported us and who have listened and have learned uh, special things that has helped them and their cat's relationship and the future. So good job, Molly. Well, today I want to talk about something I hear a lot. About 85% of all cat guardians that I talk to ask me about countersurfing. So what is countersurfing? <laughs> <laughs> well, as you can imagine, it's when Kitty gets out his little surfboard and gets up there and rides the waves in your sink. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> what a great video. Right. <laughs> I could see Tabasco up there, his little swim trunks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little music going on in the background, you know. Beach boys. <laughs> Beach boys, right. Um, so what it is, really, <laughs> is, is when simply when cats get up on your counters and, and tables. It's all referred to as counter surfing. It's when they jump up and uh, people don't like it because... You know, cats walk in their litter boxes and they they bring with them on their little feet bacteria and dirt and hair and things like that onto the counters where people are preparing food and eating. And so it's usually frowned upon by cat owners. Wow. And you say it's a common complaint, 85%. Why so common? <laughs> well, because all cats do it. <laughs> I don't think I've met a cat yet that hasn't counter surfed either on the bathroom counters or the kitchen counters or the you know the tables and they all do it why do they do it <clears throat> well there's several reasons first of all cats just simply like to get into high places you know it's their nature to be up off the ground for two reasons remember that cats are both predator and prey unlike dogs, which are just predators. So cats want to get up off the ground so that they can see danger coming. They can watch for their predators. You know, this is a really good example of just how wired they are to be prey. And it's kind of always in the back of their mind whether they, whether they like it or not. But it's also easier to hunt. It's also easier to be a predator up in a high space. You can jump down on your prey more easily from a high spot. The other reasons are, you know, other than their their ancestral wiring, 
it often gives them an access to a window view. You know, they can't look out windows very easily from the ground level. So if they get up high on the counter or the table, they can see out that window better. So, or um, you know, they they know they know where that's where the good things are are coming from. You know, the the food, like where is that good stuff coming from? That that food comes off that counter. Also, just general curiosity, and then. You know, the, the most common reason cats do anything is attention-seeking. They're trying to get your attention. And when they get up there, you what do you do? You go over and you pick them up and you put them down or you shoo them off. You give them attention. So attention-seeking probably has some motivation in it. I can see all that happening. <laughs> so, you know, I can see them looking for attention, <laughs> looking for food, you know, looking for various things. So what are some of the things we can do to keep them from getting up there? Maybe store all of your knives out on the calendar so they that's kind of almost morbid, I would think. But <laughs> some kind of spiky something to keep them out of there. What do you do? <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't want to do anything that's going to hurt your cat, but you're on the right track there. I have three things that I recommend as, as counter deterrents. And all of these are on my website, by the way, at catbehaviorsolutions.org or cattalkradio.com. It'll get you there, too. Look up in the top navigational bar under resources, and you'll see products. And under products, there'll be categories, and then there's a category for deterrence. So go there, and you'll be able to find links to Amazon of all these things I'm getting ready to tell you. So the first thing is what they call a SCAT spray, and it's SSS CAT spray. It's a motion-activated, like, little blast of air, like the little dust can that you use to clean off your keyboard and stuff like that. It's like that, so it's very safe, but it's motion-triggered. So you can set those up on your counters, and when the cat gets up there, it goes and scares the cat, and it jumps down. Then, as you recommended, um, a safer alternative to knives are <laughs> plastic carpet runners. You know, they're they're clear. They're sold at at Home Depot. I feel like I'm playing that game because we're on the radio describing something. You know, <laughs> without using the word <laughs> Pictionary or whatever that is. <laughs> anyway, they're plastic. They're on a roll, and you put them over carpets to keep it from wearing traffic on your carpets. They have little spikes on one side to hold them in place on the carpet. Well, you can buy that stuff and you cut it to the size of your counter and then you put it up there, spikes up. And cats will jump up there and they go, ooh, 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 and they get down. Now, I have heard from some owners that those little spikes are not deterrent enough. So first thing you want to do is make sure you buy the carpet runners where the spikes are really close together. And if you go to my website and use that Amazon link, that particular carpet runner, the spikes are very close together. Um, And you want to make sure you get the ones with spikes, not just little tiny nubs. And if all that doesn't work, there is a product also on my deterrent page, which I call Serious Points. And it's actually used for gardens, and it's a much spikier pad. So... Um, little spiky things. Um, there's a product called Sofa Scram. Now that's one of those electric pads. It does not shock the cat. I do not recommend doing anything that is going to bring harm to your cat on the counter. 
So um, the sophoscram just emits a very high piercing sound, like and it's very loud, and the cat jumps off as soon as he hears it. Um, then another thing is double-sided tape. A lot of people recommend that. Um, they'll say put double-sided tape on top of placemats and then stick the placemats up on the counter because cats don't like the feel of sticky tape on their feet. But, you know, I've used double-sided tape on sofas and furniture to try to deter them from clawing and without much result. So I don't know how well that one works. If you've tried it and that's worked for you, shoot me an email and let me know because I really haven't found a lot of success with that, but it is a common solution. You know, another thing you can do, um, it's not one of my three things because my three things were the air spray, the points. I guess I had four things, sofa scram and double-sided tape. But another thing you can do is use citrus cleaners um, because cats are repelled by the scent of citrus. Now, that by itself is probably not going to be enough to keep your cat off the counter, but citrus cleaners are a, a good way to add to that whole whatever other thing you're using as a deterrent. What about aluminum foil? I know I've heard that work sometimes. Yeah, you know, a lot of people recommend aluminum foil, but and, and they recommend it because cats don't like the sound or the texture of aluminum foil. But I've, I've not had a lot of success with cats being deterred by aluminum foil. The only time I ever recommend using aluminum foil is if they're chewing cords, then take little strips of aluminum foil and put it around the cord because they don't like the taste of it on their teeth. Um, you know, they don't like it in their mouth. But as far as walking on it, you know, we use it sometimes on carpet to, to deter them from peeing in spaces. And I see they just walk on that aluminum foil and pee there anyway. So I don't include it in my list because I just don't think it's as effective as some of those other deterrents. Well, can't you just yell at them or spurt them with water? I mean, they're already on the, the counter anyway, probably next to a spray hose at the sink. So how about just shooting them with a quick spout of water? <laughs> it sounds like you think that was fun yes <laughs> video game run cat no just kidding well do that. that definitely would get them off the counter so in that aspect it's effective but it's not effective because you are delivering whether you're yelling or whether you're squirting them with water or whether you're shaking a can all of that is coming from you Cats are very smart. They know it's coming from you. So as soon as you're not home, where are they going to be? Up on the counter. So it doesn't really train them that that this is something you don't want them to do. So, okay, so you're talking about changing it from this, not that. The method that you talked about in how to punish cats in an earlier episode in the year, right? Yes, the, this is exactly that. <laughs> this, this not, not that. that is exactly that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, who's on first? <laughs> I'm getting lost in that. <laughs> yeah, so the this not that theory is that with cats, you can't tell a cat no. You have to show it what you want it to do instead. In other words, you have to say, do this, not that. So, yes, deterrents are not that. So we've given you ways that you can, you know, things you can put on your counter to deter your cat 
from getting up there. But you're right, that part of the equation um, isn't enough. So you've described the not that part. Well, what is this? Do you build a counter just for the cat? I mean, what's the alternative to not that in this situation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could you could build a cat counter. That's a good idea. And I guess if you're designing a home, you could design your home such that you have a counter next to your <laughs> kitchen workspace that's just for the cats and make it nice and cozy up there and train them to to just use that. And we have to think about that if we ever design another house. But mm-hmm. but some more practical things we can do would be to, we can put a cat tree next to the counter. You know, a lot of the reasons the cat wants to be up there is it wants to be near you, wants to hang out with you, wants to see what you're doing. And it can't see what you're doing down there on the floor. So it wants to be up where it can be with you and help you. Because, you know, cats are big helpers. <laughs> we certainly have a really <laughs> good helper. Yeah. So, so they want to be up there. So if you can get a cat tree, if you have a a, uh, a counter that has an open end or a place to put a cat tree near the counter, do that. And then give your cat rewards when it's on the cat tree. Um, you know, a chair works. We do this with Tabasco. He tries to jump up on our dining room table. And what he really wants, I mean, most of the time he wants to eat eat our food too but what he really wants is to just be with us and so if we make sure we have an open chair that he can get up on next to us he usually just curls up in the chair and is content to be sitting there with us so some other things you can do are put a bed on the back of a couch you know maybe you got a couch near the kitchen you can put a bed there give them ways to be high up so that they can see out those windows you know, clear off the windowsills and create window watch perches so that, you know, those little slings and put a cat tree up next to a window so that they can get up there and, and see out. They need to be able to see out the windows. You know, you know, I always say positive reinforcement is the the best way to train a cat, right? You don't you don't ever want to punish them because we know that's ineffective. So with cats, it's all about positive reinforcement. You've got to reinforce the behavior that you want to see more of. So when the cat's not on the counter, well, let's say you put that cat tree next to the counter or the chair or the stool. And when the cat is on the stool, you give them a treat and you pet them and you tell them how good they are. And when they're on the counter, you don't. When they're on the stool or the chair or the cat tree, you give them treats and you tell them how great they are. You know, but, you know, it's, it's hard to make that work on a, on a counter surfing thing because because you're really positively reinforcing the cat being up there. So some other things you can do are to prepare dinner because a lot of the time, you know, you're making dinner for yourself and the cat's hungry and he wants to be up there in your business because you got food and it smells good. So feed them. So get on a feeding schedule where that early evening feeding is happening you know, right at the time that you're preparing your own dinner. So he's eating while you're preparing your dinner. And when cats eat, it usually triggers the eat, groom, sleep. So then when they get done eating, he's going to be busy grooming. And then he's probably going to want to go take a nap and he'll leave your counters alone. So that's another really good strategy. Okay, so I'm a little confused. So you let Tabasco on the counters. You even encourage it by putting out his water 
<laughs> up there on the counter. So, okay, tell me why that is happening. <laughs> Busted. You're outing me. <laughs> <laughs> honey, honey, honey. All right, go into that. Okay. Yes, I have not trained any of my cats not to counter surf. Um, I allow it. And um, <laughs> I, I do it because, um, well, first of all, I, I I keep the water up there. Yes, I keep Tabasco's water up there right next to the sink. And that's because I'm lazy because I know that he has to have fresh water and that water bowl gets slimy real easy. And so because it's right there and I'm there when I'm preparing his food, I can easily just scrub out that water bowl, you know, three times a day and refill it and give him fresh water. And, you know, it, it also probably keeps him in good shape because he's, jumping up on the counter now he is 15 and at some point i'm going to have to relocate that water bowl down where he can get to it but he likes getting up there and being on the counter and i'm lazy (laughs) and so and i figure you know they really do like it in this case we don't have any windows that are visible from our kitchen counter so i know that's not the reason he's getting up there he's getting up there because he wants to be with us and because you know he thinks that he's going to get something to eat in fact you know, the other day we were cooking and we have one of those flat, smooth surface stovetops and he sits on that thing and we keep the, the, the surface off so all burners are off. But we'd just gotten done cooking, the burners were off, and, but they were still hot and I wasn't paying attention so we were eating. And all of a sudden he jumped down and he was limping and he had gone over there and stepped on one of those hot burners and I felt horrible. So now I make sure that I put lids pot lids over the burners when we're done cooking so you do want to be careful if you're going to let your cat up on the counters you know like we do but the other thing is you know I don't worry about bacteria up there too much because I use rescue wipes if you if you google that um, on Amazon they sell rescue wipes and and it's a really good antibacterial kills you know anything you'd find in a shelter we use it in the shelters too and it comes in a little pop-up wet wipe thing I wipe the counters down with rescue wipes before we do any cooking or preparing on that surface. And so I know it's clean. I also got tested recently for toxoplasmosis. And believe it or not, I don't have it. If anybody in the world would should have it, it, it should be me. So I really don't really don't worry about that. And I guess, you know, the other thing is I I choose my battles carefully with with cats. I don't want to be that cat parent that's always saying, "No, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. Hey, quit scratching that. Get down up there." And I don't I don't want my interactions with him to always be me scolding him or being unhappy about what he's doing. I would have made a horrible parent because I would have just let him do anything for that reason too. <laughs> but but I, I choose my battles with him. You know, this is just not that big of a deal to me personally. So counter surfing is, is not one of my issues that I choose to correct. I, I let him do it. So thank you for outing me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So is there anything else you can tell us about counter surfing? I can't think of anything. I mean, the main thing is follow the this, not that theory, you know. Think of why your cat is up on the counter and find ways to satisfy that desire um, and then put up a deterrent. So you're going, not that, this, 
instead. So that'll help you figure that out. And, you know, if someone else has any great ideas of how they've stopped counter surfing or anything like that or, or questions we didn't cover in this episode, by all means, email me. Molly at cattalkradio.com. It's real easy. So if you have anything that worked, any little brilliant tips or tricks for us, because, by gosh, we don't know it all. We're still learning new stuff, too. So send me an idea if you've got something we haven't covered in this episode. Well, and having said that, that segues into thank you for another great episode, Molly. Our 52nd episode, our one-year mm-hmm. celebration. And thank you to all the listeners again. And I would like to say to you, if you've ever learned something from Cat Talk Radio, consider sending us a tip or gratuity donation. It helps to cover the expenses to producing this podcast. Thank you. Yes. Yes, that's very, very much appreciated. And there's no amount too little. Send us five bucks. I mean, literally, just a tiny tip helps. It all adds up. We want to thank our recent donors. We, we got a few at year end and want to really reach out and thank you. Francisco P. from Houston. Um, love, love, love. He's a major supporter of Cat Talk Radio. He, he sends us a, a small donation every month and it's greatly, greatly appreciated. We heard from Garland B. in Santa Fe and Jolene V. in Santa Fe. Our shout out to our Santa Fe listeners. You guys are awesome supporters. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And many others. And so um, if you learn something, please let us know what you learn, too. I mean, uh, we're not just uh, asking you to send a donation. We're also asking you to interact. Send us some information on what you've learned, maybe an experience, maybe a situation, or, you know, just reach out to us to say, hello, I listen to you, and give us some feedback. So check out, us, check out some of Molly's other resources, like the Cat Behavior Boutique. That is a great place for you to go and start with trying to find certain tools um, for your cat and your cat relationship. It's a great boutique. Uh, We're about to go in February again to look for new items and things of that nature. So Molly does a lot of good research and on on the products. And every one of the products out there actually performs very well. So whatever your situation is, go to the cat behavior boutique and see if you can find something that will help you and your cat's relationship also molly provides a great blog out there if you want to have some good information uh go to the blog and um you'll you'll get a lot of insight also go out to facebook like us on facebook everybody knows what to do when you go to facebook hit the like button we'd like to be liked (laughs) on facebook (laughs) we'd like you like us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we like you to like us. Yeah, that's a good one to say that. <laughs> also, Molly is available for virtual and in-home consultations. She's done a lot, a lot of those. And so no matter where you live in the country and whatever your issue is, you can reach out to Molly and she has a way to interact and consult with you and your cat and figure out how to help best serve the relationship. Uh, Molly off often, and she does a fantastic job of this, 
holds educational seminars and speaking engagements. And people love it. I mean, every time she's there, she may be there for 45 minutes, an hour speaking engagements there, but she's there for two to three hours just talking to people. And people love to listen to her and love to learn more about their cats. So if you have a speaking engagement or you would like to have an educational seminar in your local area, sign up. Uh, and receive emails from us at the website and you'll be informed about the schedule and you can interact with her and reach out to her at molly at catbehaviorsolutions.com I mean I'm mm-hmm. sorry dot org right dot org I yeah. get that it's cattalkradio.com catbehaviorsolutions.org yeah. <laughs> I know it's confusing yeah, I actually think I we have catbehaviorsolutions.com also so but my email is definitely dot org <laughs> All those things get pointed in the right direction. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, thank so, you, folks, for listening. And thank you, Dewey, for for helping and being by my side in this first year of Cat Talk Radio. I, I appreciate it beyond words that I can tell you. I, I very much appreciate forever your support and, and helping. Always, forever and <laughs> always, I will be here with the white horse. We'll be 95 going, welcome to Cat Talk Radio. (laughs) But, you know, let's hope it doesn't take that long to make a difference in the world because we're going to be doing this show as long as shelter euthanasia is still the number one cause of death in cats. And sadly, that is still a very real statistic, even though of all the great work shelters are doing these days, um, that's still a very real statistic. So, and Until it's usually the behavior that causes that, right? It's the behavior that they, that yeah. they yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a what lot you're of, changing. Well, yeah, a, a, most of the owner surrenders to shelters are are due to to behavior, to you know, urinating outside the litter box, aggression, destruction, those kinds of things, and and resources are out there to help you with those behaviors, like like this one. So share with friends. You know, your your friends may be suffering silently with cat behavior issues. So share with them this show and maybe they'll find a podcast that that speaks to them and gives them some tips to do some things differently to make the cat happy and them happier too. So you may save a cat's life just by sharing the show. So again, thank you for being so supportive of this show for the last year and we look forward to the next year with you being bigger than and better than ever before. So Yay. thank you. And keep calm and purr on. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. 
Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.